Welcome to episode five of the One Life Church podcast. Today is going to be pretty fun. We're talking about spiritual gifts. Could get really interesting. Uh, my name's Sarah, and uh, to my left, I get to hang out with our good friend, Michael Karen. Michael, can you tell us what your job description, or I guess just your title, is currently at One Life? <laughs> uh, I have a couple of job titles. Yeah. Um, so I am uh, here at East. I'm the pastor of group development. Um, and I am uh, a producer for One Life. I guess that's one of my titles as a producer. So I help engineer the Sunday morning services for uh, East. Um, but I was formerly a campus pastor here at One Life East. So uh, that's when I, when I came on staff, that's what I was. But I've, yeah, I've morphed into a dozen different things over the last four years. It morphed and didn't demote. I think we need that's to a good be point. clear. Yeah, that's a good distinction. So basically like a step l- down. Producer's a step up. I wish I was a producer yeah. or something. Yeah. I wish I was a good title. Yeah. I can't imagine not having you producing, man. You do all the things. It's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I love it. I mean, it's been, I never saw myself doing this, I mean, years, years ago, but because uh, I've always just been a worship leader. It's always been my thing and um, done that for like 17, 18 years. And uh, which is weird to say that I've been a worship leader for 17 or 18 years. makes yeah. me feel so like, yeah, that's right. It's more than weird. <laughs> it's a signal of yeah. some sort. <laughs> and then, um, the season of life. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, we have our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson, over here with us, uh, being able to kind of talk about some things from the message that he spoke on this past week. And then kind of just as we ask him some questions. And I have two surprises for you guys today. Okay. One, I've been teasing, so you may not even be that excited once I tell you. Um, but as you guys are, are listening to the podcast today as well, you, you can listen pretty much everywhere and now on Spotify. Yeah. <gasps> really? As of this morning. Oh my God. As of this morning. We're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. Yeah. That's right. Listen gonna, to us on we've Spotify. We've reached a new level. That's Spotify. right. I'm just going to yeah. drop that at parties and things. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to me on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> People so, assume it's music though. I mean, it, I didn't even know. I honestly didn't know they did podcasts. It's, it's fairly so new, but yeah. So I, I joined a, a podcast re- subreddit, if you know what Reddit is, mm-hmm. and uh, was looking, just scrolling through, and someone said, hey, as of this week, you can now add your RSS feed to Spotify. It's super easy. And That's great. It took less than 24 hours. So I checked it, listened to it on the way in this morning. Wow. Yeah. That's excellent. And then my second kind of thing, I already kind of told you this, but we did get our first set of questions come in through the email. So we really? have some questions How's that going to work again. then? So well, I'm going to pick, throw he, he sent about us. seven um, seven? Yeah. Seven. So you spread them out over seven episodes, or do you just yeah, do I got all seven, seven episodes right here? of content? So wow. we're ready. <laughs> so this is. We're going for at least seven more just, weeks. This is an email for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. So podcast at One Life Church. But I mean, is it like just general questions like, uh, what are angels really? Is it that kind of thing? No, or they're questions your favorite for color kind of stuff? It's a little bit of both. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's so, really cool. I think that's, that's a good. great idea. Here it goes. All right. They're from a, you know, a frequent listener. Really? Yeah. Okay. We have <laughs> that a guy, frequent huh? listener. <laughs> the yeah. one, yeah, that's right. right Our friend there. Kyle Campbell. So. Oh, okay. Kyle Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, a great guy. Names, that's right. That's awesome. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, from there, so I just was excited that yeah, you guys can continue to listen to us um, wherever you're listening now, or also on Spotify. You can also watch us on YouTube. Just search for One Life Church Podcast, um, or on the One Life app. So there's a lot of different ways to listen. And we thank you so much for we've already got some pretty good feedback and appreciate all the people who have watched and listened. So yeah. we appreciate that. And Brett, I'm gonna let you kind of lead from here. If there's anything that you want to kind of start with, as we have Michael here, and um, yeah, anything from yesterday that you want to start with. 
Oh well, I, my, my, oh my I don't want to. I want to go off the rails here. But you said that I should start oh, with the question right. from last week, which I would have been glad to skip because when you reminded me before this that we ended with the question from Cat yep. McNeil, and I didn't think about it since then. And I was came in here about ten minutes before the start. She said, "You remember what you're starting with?" So you forgot then, and I forgot wow. now. So Cat asked, but we'll go ahead and honor it because we said we we're going to do that. So we'll do that first. And Cat uh, asked, "What's your favorite next gen moment?" So I was scrambling, I was pacing, I was even praying, like, okay, "I got to come up with next gen moment." That's that's a little bit of a broad category. So that's that's what I could come down on as I was thinking about this. There's a few things that came to mind. Uh, one, I do remember on a Father's Day one time, uh, I was I was on one of the worship teams, little known fact, played bass, and uh, our band played a prelude, and we had the son of the drummer play drums, and we had my son sing, and we just kind of honored the day that way, and it was a really, really cool moment, and my and we got a standing O at the end of it all, uh, which is kind of a shallow next-gen moment, but it was <laughs> the only standing O I ever remember, period, at One Life for anything, and I've preached like 8,000 sermons and played music, and I've never got a standing O for anything. My son and this kid got that so that was kind of neat but on a more serious note uh, i think it's um it's more about this next generation altogether that actually one life started as a next generation thing because it came out of an older church that that church i will always honor that church because it basically gave us an entire service and that was the next generation thing and i know and and i know maybe she was talking about kids or whatever but these are kids that came up in high school some of the people i know on our worship teams i've known since they were in high school and this church entrusted us with uh, putting on a service and uh, that movement became what One Life is, and that's why we're so passionate about it. So it's hard to come down on a moment, mm-hmm. but that's it's really the principle of this uh, of itself. And uh, the people that were older than me at that time said, "Yeah, you guys do whatever you want." They were really, really, really freedom giving. It was to the um, in a way that most churches are not, quite honestly. And uh, so that's kind of my I don't know if that's a favorite moment, but yeah. hopefully, Kat's not even listening to this podcast. I so. bet you she is. Yeah, she probably well, is. It was funny yesterday. I was uh, just scrolling through Facebook, and I've been trying to find more of these positive things you know that in general that just people are posting whether it's about one life or just about their own personal lives in general because there's a lot of stuff you can see and it's not always fun to read and um uh, someone from one life west just posted this yesterday and it said quote god made me he loves me i know it's true and said that her daughter is uh singing this as she's laying down for a nap after church and it said thanks one life west and it was just like oh that's so cool like she hears a young, you know, I'm pretty sure she's preschool um, or early elementary and singing that before she goes to bed. And it's like, that's really cool. Like, that's a cool next gen moment of, you know, kids Absolutely. hearing yeah. that and then bringing home and singing it as they're going down for a nap. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's cool. <laughs> it is. That's ex- oh, now I now you wanted me to go ahead and lead the discussion on on the gifts thing. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna here's here's how things are gonna go. We're gonna talk about the spiritual gifts. Uh, generally speaking, as we covered them, there we were in Romans chapter twelve, and then uh, about. I don't know, five, 10 minutes from now, we are going to shift gears. I did say in the services, we're going to talk about the gift of tongues. And the main reason we're going to do that is because any discussion I've ever had about spiritual gifts in general, it always goes that way. So why not do that? I couldn't cover it in the, um, in the message cause it's in a different place, but, and, and 
Michael did joke, and this is kind of true. He's our token tongue stalker person <laughs> on our staff, so that's why I got a place at the table. It's kind of neat. I feel uh, like so, a like a one life unicorn. Right what now. That? <laughs> we'll explain that a little bit later, and uh, and you'll be able to write your questions to Michael. Like, <laughs> hey, what's that like? What do I do? You know, yeah. how do I get that? That whole thing. So, but we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll back up just a little bit though, and we did talk about spiritual gifts as they're listed in Romans chapter twelve, which starts with prophecy and goes into serving and teaching and leadership and. Uh, showing mercy and, and those kinds of things. And so, uh, and then at the end, we, I was supposed to encourage everybody to uh, take the spiritual gifts test. I missed that in both the services that I preached, didn't even put it in there. I mentioned it, but I didn't encourage anybody to do it. But some people did it, and Sarah, you were one of them. So was, you yeah. said you came down, you took the spiritual gifts test, yeah. which, how do we get to that if you did uh, So actually, when you reminded me yesterday, was right before you went to teach, you asked me about it, you're like, where can they find it? And I'm like, oh, well, let's put it on the homepage of the website. So if you go to onelifechurch.org, you can find it. Um, it's in the uh, the rotator at the very top of the page for now, It'll be there for a couple of weeks. And then it's also on the One Life app under resources and resources for leaders. Um, so you can find that there. And then you go to this page and do you want me to give like my... I like to hear yours. Okay, yeah, sure. I want to hear Michael's. Because yeah. you took it too, right? Uh, I, I took it a while ago, yeah. Okay. A couple months ago. And I thought I had taken it a while back, but I couldn't find my results. So I thought I'd go ahead and take it and it'll be a good refresher to talk about. It, it actually only took maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. It, wasn't it doesn't take long. long. Um, and it shows you a percentage. I always like that when it shows you a percentage because you know how much more of your time it's going to take. Like that's right. really what you're thinking. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying percentage <laughs> really. for the gifts. So they were like, no. I would like to know that, but it's like yeah. percentage of the time. Percentage of oh, okay. like how much you have left. apostle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, wow, that's great. What do you do with that? It's oddly specific. Yeah. So um, what's funny is I've taken similar tests like this, and, and I don't think I've ever gotten this, but um, it said that my top three gifts were one, apostleship, which I was a little bit surprised by, uh, two was serving, and three was leadership. Okay. And, and then my favorite thing is then it shows you all of these things through one through 15. And so again, my number one was apostleship and number 15 was faith, which I'm not sure how you <laughs> can be an apostle without faith. How many did you get right on faith? It was like, I mean, does it give you like you got two? No, like it just a, says a, a 2% on faith. And faith. Meaning you basically have none. Yeah. Okay. I'm scared. Well, well, yeah, you, you? I guess you should be a little bit. Yeah. You're kind of barely in. You yeah. Know, just, uh, I guess my question would be, and, and it is kind of cool, apostolic leadership, serving. What do you attribute that to? Do you remember what the questions were like around? What what was pointing to apostleship from what you could tell? Oh, that's a good question. And, and I guess, you know, I, sometimes I think I get um, in the idea of like evangelism and apostleship a little bit mixed up in right. what I would say in spiritual gifts tests. So I'm not even sure how I would define what that means. I mean, the idea of someone who just takes in um um, like the idea of, of really what's weird is faith and, and knowing that it's true and just believing it and kind of in that sense and then also sharing it. So for me, I think it was more of, I think I wouldn't have probably said this probably two or three years ago, but a lot of the questions were like, oh, you have the opportunity to um, share Jesus with people a lot or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, I do actually like in a lot of different ways. And okay. before it would have been like maybe student ministry, which is something I'm still a bit a part of, but now I think of it more as like communicating in general. And so it, I was answering more on that. So I don't know if that's, if I, you know, broke the test or what, but 
that's what it came up with. Okay. So, and, and then Michael, did, did, did apostleship show up in yours? Yeah. It uh, did. So Man, are, are we doing top? Show up in mine. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess that's fine because apostleship sounds so like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the number one. You there's both a lot of pressure with the, the apostleship thing. Like, because you got the apostle Paul. To do? Like, yeah. You got Paul, wow. you got Peter, you got John. And, there you got and are, am I supposed to write letters? To yeah, yeah, that's is right. that so what you're supposed to do? So is it your number one? Uh, so my, my top three, um, uh, yeah, my top three prophecy is number one. Apostleship is number two. Um, and then discernment is number three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just chasing the apostleship thing. Cause we probably had to use it as a, if, if you get that, what does it mean? Because it does sound yeah. like, okay, there were these apostles and it sounds like I don't qualify or anything. Do, what do you attribute that to as far as the questions go? I would say for me, because what, um, and maybe, maybe my interpretation of it might be a little bit jacked up. I have no idea. But w- when I hear apostleship, I re- I really think about church planting right. and, um, and just sort of this whole idea that, you know, that we have, um, we don't want to just build a great church. We want to build great cities locally and globally and the work that we do with uncharted. And, um, so for me, there is just something about, um, is sort of a centralized church or a centralized group of people that are, um, feeding into, um, these movements that are, you know, local or global and just being a part of that. So I can't remember, it's been a couple months since I took it. So I can't remember the, uh, the questions, but for me, like, that's why, like when I hear it on at, at the beginning, I'm just kind of like, uh, that doesn't matter. What is an apostle? Right. But when I get back to kind of the, what I, what I understand it to be to me, that's, and I, I do feel that I do feel the, I mean, that's why we're part of one life because we, my wife and I joined one life years ago and that was a big part of it. Like, yes, we, that's absolutely. Yes. We will, we will do that. We'll burn the midnight, midnight oil to do that. So. Yeah, and, and, and it's uh, maybe not known by everybody that Michael and he, his wife and a gentleman by the name of Jason Williams and his wife, they did plant our east side campus. They, uh, they joined together as couples. And I, and I always picture the apostolic gift. Some people, there's a lot of debate around it. You know, I, I personally believe that there were the original apostles and they're not repeated, but there's an apostolic thing that happens right. in a gifting that happens in the church. And it includes a, a variety of things inside of it, everything from authority to entrepreneurship to uh, that church planting thing. You've got to be willing to step out. You got to be uh, willing to, uh, be a little edgier than some might because it means sent out one. So to be willing to be sent out. And so Sarah, I can see you do that. So Absolutely. where do you think you will be planting in next one life, Sarah, mm-hmm. as the campus pastor? We need to keep that in mind. Just parachute you <laughs> in the community. In Manhattan. Yeah. yeah, that's the spirit. All right. I mean, there's a few churches there, but we could do it. That's right. Yeah. You could always use more. That's true. Okay. So the apostleship, anything else kind of surfaced during the, the, the gifts test that was helpful or whatever? I think it's funny, like anytime I take any kind of survey, I, I never want to be like, I, I'm really particular about hitting the, the top one and the lowest one. Like I don't mm-hmm. like, unless it's something I'm like, oh, absolutely not. That is not me. You know, like, and I think there were only two and I can't remember exactly what they were, but one of them, I remember being like, nope, that is definitely not me. And probably had something to do with faith now that we look back right. at uh, this is what this is. But I, I have a hard time sometimes like being okay answering some of those questions. Like I don't want to say like, well, that's me. Like that feels weird to say that about mm-hmm. myself. So well, and that's what I was going to say too, because my number four was 
uh, my number three was discernment. My number four was wisdom. And I'm always skeptical of people. They're just like, I have discernment. That's right. Or like people like, do you know how wise I am? Like, so when it, when is an assessment, yeah. When an assessment says that about you, you're okay to say, well, I mean, but I didn't say that about myself. They said it about me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's, I think that's one thing that was just sort of like, I, and, and that owning too, that these are not things that I can brag about. These are gifts that were given to me, um, for the use of, for, to, to, to serve, to serve the church, to serve the local church. So, um, it's weird to say those things and to kind of own like, yeah, discernment's my number three, wisdom's my number four, whatever. Um, it's awkward and weird, but it's, there's that realization too, that this isn't for me. Like you said on Sunday, this isn't for me. This is for the church. Yeah. Uh, And it is, it is a gift. It's an expression of God's unmerited favor. So just like you receive just any other gift that you've ever received and you give. Now, how have you, how have any of those that may have made that list been affirmed in your life, in the way that we're saying, I exercise that. And I could tell, uh, we, we quoted from Romans chapter one, that uh, Paul said the gifts strengthen. They're there to strengthen other believers. That's why they, they, they exist. And so if I give my gift, you're supposed to walk away from having experienced it, feeling stronger, not weaker, increased in your faith and, uh, and, not, uh, and not diminished in your faith. Can you look back to a situation and say, yeah, I, I know that happened. I, I watched God do that in a simple way in an individual's life or group life or any of those. Man, um, I think it's one of those things. Um, I think that because prophecy was number one, which I think I would disagree with. I, I have no idea. Um, but um it is a little bit weird because there are times that the, when I was a, a newer believer, when I was a newer Christian, I spent quite a bit of time um, uh, just like just uh, immersing myself in prayer. And um, and I've, you know, again, I've always been a worship leader. So there's just kind of this, it's a weird word for some people, but like intimacy or really deep connection with God has always been, it's been in the fabric of my relationship with God since, I, uh, since I've been a believer. And um, there have been times when I've prayed for someone or there's, there's, um, uh, thing called intercession. And there, and there was a time in my life where I felt deeply called to this, you know, life of intercession and just like deep prayer standing, um, and, and, and between, um, um, God and, and someone and just praying on behalf of them and just like feeling what's going on in their lives and, and just praying for them. And there have been times in life. Um, I wish there were more than, than, uh, than I'm ashamed to admit there is so few, but there have been a couple of times in my life where I've prayed specifically for somebody and, um, and God's just given me, some people say it's a word. I think it's wisdom, um, for someone, some stuff that's going on in people's lives. And, um, it's weird and it's awkward and it's uncomfortable. And you've talked about it before, like the, the, the gentleman that, um, that, um, uh, just sort of, uh, um, on a, out of nowhere uh, came up to somebody and said, Hey, I feel like you need a vacation. Here's my home. Uh, or whatever, uh, whatever that story was. Um, but it's, it's something I remember it so well. I was paying it was so much riveting attention. and beautiful. Yeah, and, it, was, and it was captivating. Changed. Yeah, a lot of um, people, yeah. no, but like, is that, did it, does that answer your question? Yeah, just, if you watched it in play, because that's what yeah. happens. If you, if you're praying for someone, you have a, a word and you give that yeah. and they walk away stronger and feeling like God, uh, you know, we said, uh, hears me, he knows me and yeah. he cares about me. Then that's a gift. It's that simple. Well, and it's, it's a, and it's weird too, because you, you run that risk of just sort of like, 
like I could be wrong. Right. I mean, I I had Mexican yesterday, right. and, and I don't then, know. Maybe like I have some indigestion. And then it might not feel like a gift. Yeah. I walk away weaker and yeah. thinking you're weird and, and I'm out of here. and yeah. stupid. And I've had those times where it's that's just right. like whoops. Yeah. What no, about you, Sarah? You got uh, like an example? You work a lot with students and things. And yeah. No. Also, I have to highlight that. When you just said that Thomas Bernard's behind the camera right now, and his face, his eyes were like, "What's he getting ready to say?" When you said I had Mexican yesterday, well, we're not even to the tongue <laughs> thing yet. Funny, yeah. Right. Um, no, I, I'm trying to think about that specifically with students, but it's funny. I think it would be more of like even thinking of like as I'm reading the description as as we're talking here a little bit of what they say apostle is, and, and one of the things it says is they have often have many different gifts that allow them to fulfill their ministry. And I was thinking about. Like the things that, like even this, like the podcast is something mm-hmm. that I've kind of figured out just a little bit in the right. last four or five weeks, you know, as we're still going along. Yeah. And it's like, again, like the idea behind this podcast is that, is that we can continue to be a voice and a way for people to hear and have conversations, um, to talk about things to, again, allow them to understand, you know, the purpose behind their one and only life. And so like, I'm looking for things like that, I would say more than, than specific roles with students, which I could. I could think of many that are more just being up, showing up in their life and right. going into a, a new generation is kind of that, um, you know, blazing a trail through that. Cause it is very different than it was even 10 years ago. Yeah. But I'm thinking of things like this, that I'm getting to do that I never expected that are for a purpose. Yeah. And you're aware of that and you're kind of pushing that out and feel very passionate about that and have gifts to do that. So, uh, I, I do want to shift gears because already we're 20 minutes in. So I, I, oh, I wow. said we would go to, uh, the, the gift of tongues thing. And like I said, the reason is, is because most people bring that up in the course of any spiritual gifts conversation. And it's also, I think it's interesting. And I think a lot of people have opinions about it. So just a little thumbnail sketch of background here. Uh, it is talked about in first Corinthians 12 through 14, as many of you know, and it's talked openly about on the, on the day of Pentecost. And it's a part of the fabric of the church. There are two schools of thought inside the larger evangelical world, Bible believing Christians. Some are known as cessationist. In other words, they believe that these more supernatural ones like speaking in tongues or prophecy as giving a word from God or uh, miracles, things of that nature, uh, were there for the apostolic age. But once the ink dried on the New Testament, uh, that those things weren't needed anymore and they, they're no longer around. And then there's another school of thought, uh, that's my background actually, uh, that is not cessationist. Um, I forget what, what is the actual word for Is there a word for it? You still believe the gifts are around that's technical? I should know that, but I don't. Non-cessationist. Non-cessationist. So they didn't stop. And so uh, I actually went to a school. I went to a college uh, or Roberts University. It was a university. They had business. They had pre-med. They had all these things. But its characteristic was to not be cessationist. We did did believe that God was still active in the gifts, the miracles. I was exposed to tongues as a matter of lifestyle. Uh, We had chapel twice a week. And I was there for four years, and I heard it about half the sermons, it felt like. I went down to altar calls. I had hands laid on me. I I wanted that. I saw it happen. It never happened to me. I was trained how to do it, and I did it kind of on my own. You were and trained I felt, how to speak in Well, tongues? yeah, it was, it, there's a lot of schools of thought out there. If you, it, Well, don't give me any of that because it'll be like, <laughs> okay, here's how you do it. Just start doing what you consider to be a foreign language. This is one of the things, and oh, that's wow. it. You're receiving it by faith, quote unquote, which I feel absolutely ridiculous, but I did it because I took the coaching that people gave me. And uh, but and I remember I was sitting in this one kind of altar call uh, situation, and these people were all gathered around me, and they're trying to coach me through, you got to have this, you got to have this, do that. And this, and and this girl next to me, though, she obviously didn't have this. She was bawling her eyes off. She was speaking in this language that you could tell was not her own. And I was like, 
that's the stuff right there. That's what I'm talking about. You guys are trying to get me to, you know, speak pig Latin or whatever it is that you're wanting me to do just to kind of get me moving along the road. Like, yeah. so that was kind of my experience. So I went back to my room and I read first Corinthians 12 through 14 after nearly every chapel, because I think it's very, it's, it's reasonable. It's in depth. It's, it's it explains everything just so. But with that said, and so I just calmed down. I still believe tongues are a real thing. I am mildly jealous of the people that do that. And uh, now, Sarah, your background is not so much that sort of thing, right? You nope. didn't have okay. I never. <laughs> nope. No, I, I want to be done now. <laughs> no. I, Next uh, question, yeah. please. <laughs> and then Michael, Michael has a background where that was a fairly commonplace. So uh, briefly, just kind of what was your experience with it? Now, where did that show up and how did that work? And what was that like? Yeah. Where, where did it show up for you first? Like, when did you first get exposed to it? College. Um, I've never okay. actually been in like a, a live setting where I've, I've been around it, but okay. I've definitely was something that people talked about a lot more in college and people were like praying for it and wouldn't do it. I'm like, what? You know, I didn't quite get it, but yeah. Um, yeah. But you never did go ahead and do that. You just nope. well, okay. walked, nope, walked sure away haven't. and said, forget that. I don't want to be involved in that sort of thing. No, yeah. I, I, well, and then I studied it on my own and I have my own thoughts on it, but um, I'll, yeah, I'll your own thoughts. About, we'll cycle I, back to that. <laughs> she's going to tell us what I thought. Like you're yeah, wrong. That's right. You're yeah, wrong. That's you're right. Michael's going to tell this whole story, and she's going to say, "Well, too bad. You're just a freak. That's your problem." Okay. So, Michael, what, what was your? Yeah. So it's it's a it's kind of weird because I grew up Catholic. Um, I went to a Catholic uh, parochial school, um, and uh, my family was Catholic, and so I went to this private school the whole time. I uh, from second grade, well, first grade until eighth grade. And, um, we would have uh, mass every, I think it was every Thursday or every Friday, but then we would have mass obviously on Saturday nights and then twice on Sunday. And, um, there were times when I was young, I mean, when I was fourth or fifth grade, I remember the, one of the first times was I was in fourth or fifth grade. Um, I had a really, really tumultuous childhood. And so there were times like for me, God was very like, it, 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 I, you know, I didn't have a as much as I could, I didn't have like a deep relationship with him until much later, but uh, I always longed for that connection with God. And so there were times when uh, the music would be going on in mass, or there would be just times when I was just in prayer and there would just be this weird, like, uh, it, it, I don't even want to describe it as a feeling because that's very subjective, but there's this, um, there was just this, like this pounding in my chest and like this this is so weird to talk about because I've never talked about this in person and you guys are really? like looking this so is it. Yeah. You're getting this. My wife and I've right talked now. about That's this a little bit, but yeah. um, yeah, it, there was just, it, it was just this weird, like it, this like tension or, or pounding in my chest that was building up. And, and then like, I, I would, this is before I even knew about tongues. Um, and, and yeah, so like it, it, that was looking back now and even when it happened, I was like, what? Well, wait a minute. You weird. skipped. You said, but yeah, what happened then? You feel the pounding in your chest. Something's rising up. And then does your tongue feel like, uh, so it's uh, what's weird life of its own? What's, what's weird. What's and this is why I always go back to that Romans passage where it talks about the, uh, and we, uh, we believers also grown. This is Romans eight twenty three eight twenty three. 23. We believers also grown, even though we have the Holy spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us full rights as his adopted children. Um, so, and you know, there are different translations in the original. You can look at the stuff that it shows there. But to me, it was just this weird, like groaning thing, which is a weird word to put to it. I wish there was a better way, a uh, better word to put uh, to it. But um, so it, not, it didn't really happen until I was like 18 or 19. Um, and and I think I, I, I started going to this church. I became a believer when I was 14. And then really, like when I got out of high school, uh, just really dove in. And uh, so my first experience was it uh, was it. Uh, 
in the context of a worship service. And I was in the church that I was in, like they were all about it. And people were just like, oh yeah, you, you, you're saved if you don't speak in tongues, but you're really missing out. I mean, you're really, really missing out. Right. And so it never felt right to me. It just, it, it, that, that part never really, it was always very, very personal for me. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's always been just sort of a, pri- not, not always, but since then it's been a part of my prayer life. And, um, so there was a worship service though, you're hanging yeah. out, it's in the environment and all of a sudden you're yeah, singing along and, and you're shout and it, to the Lord. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> ironically, it probably was about French. that time that shout to the Lord was really popular. <laughs> and I loved me some Darlene Sheck. That girl was awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. She was so great. You're singing along, but then, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm singing it was, the language it, well, and yeah, and it was just, were you we, singing? Not yeah. Talk? Yeah. I was, yeah, I was, See, it was, these are important details, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the stuff I want to no, know. I remember where I was. I remember where yeah. I was in, in the church. I was on the right side of the, this little church in New Harmony, New Harmony, Indiana. And, um, yeah, I was in the middle of the worship service and it was just that at that church, you know, worship services were probably like hour, right. an hour long. Um, but, um, didn't include the message, which were like 45, 50 minutes. So I'm super grateful for right. your messages that are 35 minutes or less. <laughs> Um, but they're obviously not having people speak in tongues. I mean, they're jam-packed. <laughs> up. But, uh, okay, so what did that do for you? I mean, did you walk away feeling better, feeling worse, feel, feel like God loved you, or just, hey, check me out? Or, so, I mean, what, was the, what was the experience? It, it, it's, it's probably not going to be what people want to hear. So for me, um, the whole speaking in tongues thing, um, it's not, it's not really about a feeling. It's not really about an experience for me. Um, there is, and it's, it's, it sound, might sound weird to say that, but I never really chased an experience and I'm that, uh, that, that always just, that's kind of one of the things that just irritates me is like chasing an experience because it just, they're fleeting. But, um, yeah, it was never really that, um, it was and it never really has been that. So like there are times when I do like after, you know, I have time in prayer, if I do speak in tongues, um, <laughs> this is so weird. That's, I know, it's um, good though. I know. but, um, but no, th- there are those, there are those times when I do, when I feel better. Um, um, a, a lot of times when it happens, um, like when, uh, some friends and I were in, uh, we, last year, year before last, we went uh, went on a trip to Afghanistan and Dubai, and um, it was just really bizarre. The whole situation, like the whole time we were there, um, we we everything was fine, but I never really felt like I, the whole time I just felt this like tension and this just like weird, it, like in my heart, and just it, I even felt a little anxious. And um, but like everything around us was fine, and all the news and everything was fine. Um, but the whole time, I mean, I the whole week I was speaking in tongues, like the, again, it's so weird to say, but like, like I was praying in the spirit and, um, when you don't know what to pray, um, the the Holy spirit, uh, that's, that's in scripture too, um, somewhere. And, uh, I can't remember it. It's in there. Trust us. Yeah. yeah. Believe me. Um, just Google it. Uh, but, uh, so I, I did, I was doing that like the whole time that we were there and there was a time where we were on a train and like, I wasn't doing it audibly, just kind of like, just, just, in my head or just like as inaudibly as I could. And a couple of feet in front of me, there was, a, 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 a one of my friends was on the trip with us. Her name is Carolyn. And she turned around, um, while we were on the train and she said, are you speaking in tongues? And I was like, but I mean, not that you could no, no. What are you talking about? That's right. No, <laughs> you lie about it. Then yeah. That work? Like I should you be embarrassed of it. It's just, it's just a weird so, thing. Yeah, okay. Um, so but it wasn't like in the Afghan language. Was it like in no, the, it wasn't. And that, that, no, that for me, it's just I thought really this really a story. No, no, no. Go, hey, I'm sorry. I'm glad you said that. Friend of mine. No, what was crazy is so we got yeah. to Dubai. We got to Dubai the next day, and we got a message and said that the American university that uh, we stayed 
I mean, we were just one or two blocks away from where our guest house was at. Um, the American University um, that was there had been a, had had they had taken hostages, and um, and there were thirty or so people that had been killed, and and um, it was just ins- absolutely insane. And so that was the day after that we left, and so the whole time that we were there. Um, uh, we, I, I felt that I was, I had no idea and was praying and I'm not saying that that is it, but like, I think there is something that happens for people that have that gift or the people that, that God has given that to, that there is a specific role that you have. And, um, I think if it's one of those, if not necessarily the person that's going to be standing on the platform, be giving, giving like a prophetic word, um, right. quote unquote, a prophetic word every time, but there is a specific behind the scenes role that you have. And that's why it's weird to talk about because it's not one of those we've never talked about. I've known you for how many years? I, no, I'm fascinated uh, yeah. just listening to you talk <laughs> See, about I it. I told you that's why yeah. I was Especially to do because this. knowing you, like yeah. that's what's different for me is like, I've heard people say these kind of stories for, but I didn't know them. And yeah. so I immediately have different reactions, but knowing you, yeah. I'm like, I 100% believe everything that you're yeah. saying. And it's, 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 it is weird because you feel like you feel like that's what your role is. And you feel like, like my job on, on the Afghanistan trip was to pray for our safety and pray for God's protection and provision. And, and even with that stuff, I, I, I have a little bit of cynicism because people, yeah. you know, glamorize that almost, it sure. seems like so. But and Paul says in in First Corinthians fourteen that when you do pray in tongues, your spirit prays, but your mind is not is in a different place, and yeah. that's the its role. I think probably because you were able to do uh, what others couldn't do. You were praying about things you didn't even know or understand, but you knew right. was present. And uh, who knows why God set it up that way? But He's God; He can do it every once. So I'm curious, Sarah. You yeah. said you have your own thoughts about that. So is now um, Michael uh, automatically in the flake category? Or <laughs> I'm not going to look at him. Right. Just completely turned. Damn. Okay. Well, what, no, what are so, your thoughts around that? So my my initial when I started studying it on my own because I did I thought it was weird I didn't I had never seen it never heard it um, live before but this more and more stories that I had read or heard from people who had either come to the church I was at and talk about um, using their gift of what they would call tongues. Um, Sorry, there was a weird buzz in my ear. I heard the so buzz. I'm sure you guys probably heard that on the podcast. Um, but I remember them coming and telling a story of um, going to another country and being able to just, they were talking to someone um, and they never didn't know it and they didn't realize it. But someone said, I didn't know you spoke our language so well. And they're like, I wasn't speaking your language. And they're like, yeah, you are. You're speaking it perfectly. And I, I've seen that. I've heard those stories enough. To, you mean I, you've heard those from like people you know yeah it's not just yeah. in a book somewhere no nope. really? just from people that i had known who either have been oh, on cool. a trip somewhere um and hmm. i i started realizing okay if if the spiritual gift is for the purpose of making the gospel known and making um and fulfilling a purpose within the role of the body the church you know the big c church not just our church building kind of thing um that makes sense to me that you would be able to do that and that would be fulfilling the idea of tongues because you're speaking in something that's not um um uh, native to you, I guess, you know, it'd be more right. in that sense. And also that someone uh, I've also, you know, I know that I don't know the exact scripture, but I know that it says that when there's someone speaking in tongues, there's also an interpreter. It's like, so people always make the joke like, Oh, was there an interpreter? Well, then I wasn't tongues, you know, which is right. kind of like a funny thing people say. So, but it is something else in there. I was like, okay. And so when people have said that they speak in tongues during worship, I never think of it as like, well, what is that? And then as you're talking about it, I was like, that makes sense to me because I never put it in the context of what I consider worship to be now. Because if you would ask me what worship was, you know, 10 years ago, I would have said, oh, it's just singing, you know, like it's not a, right. an idea of a response back to God. Um, and this idea of this outpouring of we can't do anything else but that. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and it does serve the other gifts. It serves yeah. the, it, it, it sort of acts as a little bit of fuel. So for like one of them is my, is leadership. So I'm one of the worship leaders here. And so there will be times in worship where like it'll, it will sort of well up or bubble up. And, and, and so like it's, it's, I think it, that right there just gives you it, it, the Holy spirit lives inside of each believer. And so that's a way of yeah. communicating, um, that I don't understand. Um, but it, it does help serve the other gifts, whether that's leadership or wisdom or, um, serving. Um, so in the, in those areas where you don't know what to do, that's how I interpret that scripture. When you don't know what to do, yeah. um, the Holy spirit just sort of imparts that to you through this weird sort of babbling that, um, so. Yeah. And the emphasis, uh, in first Corinthians 12 through 14, because at school, I literally read that thing over and over and over and over again, practically have it memorized. He, he stresses the fact that all the gifts are for the strengthening of believers. You can have it for yourself. I think teaching gifts make maybe Bible study easier for someone who has that gift, Absolutely. but they, but they're, its role is to strengthen other believers. And that's why it says there should be an interpreter. If you're going to do it in a public setting, hey, let me in on this because it says, hey, I'm supposed to be helping you with my gift. And I love that idea of it serving others. So, uh, you know, I, I wish we could... Uh, take the time to talk more about that and maybe we could pick up on that you can certainly mail in questions for yeah. michael he is the yeah. resident yeah. tongue speaker yeah. at one life church now he will be known that way and we will yeah. put that in among his job titles pretty neat <laughs> yeah. and uh, so you can write in so excited but i'd love to discuss this. it more but we're running out of time and we had some questions to get we to did. at the end so let's do that i also we'll have my computer in front out, of me so. so i looked up and yeah. it's cessationism and continuationism continuationism <laughs> yeah. i should have known that someone just made yeah. that up also so I was spelling cessationism with an S, and so I was really having a hard time finding it because it's with a C. C. Yeah. Yes, it is. I could I could have helped you with that. Yeah, that's right. But that's continuationism. Like ceasing. Okay, we're yeah. continuationists. That's, spelling is also with in faith. Addendums. Apparently, it's lower yeah. for me. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna pick one of these questions, and okay. actually, I'll start with the first one because it, it really made me. Um, Oh dear. There's a Taylor Swift question in here that we'll get to oh. at some point. Um, okay, but this is the one we're gonna she go just with. She made the most news um, yesterday, so. Oh, she did? Yeah, she did, well, but that's fine. We'll it's, it's a political thing. We don't want to get in there. But no, I guess here. just a reminder, if you do have a question for Brett or anyone on the podcast, um, or just any feedback or anything that you'd like to maybe share your story of spiritual gifts or tongues or anything that kind of um, with the episode today, you can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. And so the question from Kyle is, do you have a favorite t-shirt that you wear that your wife hates to see you in? Oh, that she hates to see me in. And I did talk to Kyle yesterday um, at West, and he said that he had one specifically, and he kind of shared his story of why, where that question came from. Oh, I wish I'd, I can't think of one that she hates. I can think of one she should hate because it doesn't should hate because it doesn't fit me right because I've gained weight and it's just, it looks sloppy and terrible and she shouldn't be proud to be seen with me. It's yeah, like it's super gonna, tight. Yeah, I know which one. Yeah, it is. It's my city serve shirt and it's got this little spot of mustard on it. And she's a, she's kind of a laundry fanatic and she, and she's very, uh, very passionate about making sure our clothes are clean. And I wear that one. It's got this glob of something. It looks like mustard on it. And she's like, why do you wear that? But I wear it all the time. Cause I don't know why. Why didn't you just throw it away? Yeah. That's, that's what yeah, Kyle yeah, said. Yeah. His disappeared one day. Uh, so. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. No, I don't, I don't, but I don't have one that's hated that much. I think she's, uh, you know, after 31 years, there's a little bit of indifference. It settles in. It's like, yeah, he's going to do that. And that's him. So Brad, okay, that I bet one. we have some city surf shirts around here. If you want a new one. <laughs> oh, you think yeah, so? We, we, might. Some we, we might. Don't yeah. have mustard stain on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got you. 
Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. Michael, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. This was fun this and, is... and embarrassing and, and, and at all that stuff at the same time. That's it was right. really fascinating. Hopefully it'll get wide audience. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Cool. I mean, so much fun. I think it's a great conversation capping. Honestly, I would love to do a part two of this and continue on and have um, a part two at some point in the future as we continue through talking about things like the table series and gathering around and, and learning what that looks like to be together in community. So um, if you guys have any more questions, again, you can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. And next week we will be talking about what? What are we talking about next week? Uh, next, oh, church discipline, because that will be, in, oh. yeah, the, the whole concept, Matthew 18, we're going to be going through that on Sunday and talking about the whole idea of, uh, he says, when your brother sins against you, you go, show him his fault, this, that whole process and how that looks. So that should have a little bit of fodder in there for interest and controversy and experience and yeah. challenge and everything else. So, huh. yeah. Wow. Can't wait. See you guys next, <laughs> next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the One Life Church Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Inman. The One Life Church Podcast is produced by me and Thomas Bernardin. Music by Ben Brock and Micah Robertson. To find out more about One Life Church, you can visit onelifechurch.org. Or to contact us directly at the podcast, just email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org.